Hey guys, how you doing? It's Kinsey here with Nate, ready to take on episode three of The Daily Dose. Yeah, welcome back. If you didn't get a chance to check out uh, the episode that we released, just go ahead and check that out. Uh, in that episode, uh, both Kins and I kind of talk about our backgrounds. We introduce ourselves a little bit. And then we also talked about um, just kind of just the, the transition from high school, college life, Getting kind involved. Of, yeah, and our experience and, you know, just stuff like that. But Kind of uh, a general episode just to, one, get us rolling, get y'all rolling. Mm-hmm. You know, we're new to this. So we're still getting in the swing. That's true. Bear with us, but it will get better, hopefully today. Another In other news, college football is back. <laughs> if anybody else cares. a sports podcast now. Well, no, it's no. college football. College what football. What did you do for game day? What did I do for game day? Um, I celebrated game day... In game day fashion, as a game day should be celebrated, and we'll leave it at, at that. <laughs> as, as will I. It was uh, it was good, but yeah, it's good to have some normal. Yes, it, that it just felt good to be able to just watch football. I know we I suck at it. it. Oh, did I? I watched parts of it vaguely. Yeah, South Carolina doesn't have a good track record with Tennessee. I actually went to the Tennessee game last year. Oh, a road trip out there, and we That's lost fun. again. But. Um, so to kick off this episode, um, officially, we wanted to talk a little bit about Mental Health Awareness Week, because this episode will be coming out on the Sunday to start off that week. Um, and I think Mental Health Awareness Week, especially for college students, because most colleges do a lot of activities on campus, a lot of things on campus for Mental Health Awareness Week, it's really important to talk about and, you know, be aware that it's happening, um, mostly because of the opportunities to get involved on campus, um, we kind of talked about that on our last episode, and I wanted to touch on it just a little bit. I know for University of South Carolina, they do a lot of things on campus for Mental Health Awareness Week, from promotionals and interviews with students and student-athletes to um, tabling, and um, a lot of clubs and organizations that deal with mental health usually have tables, and I think it's a really good opportunity to get involved um, because I know a lot of people who struggle with mental illness, and even those who don't, are very passionate about helping others who deal with mental illness. And yeah. a good way to do that is to get involved with yep, a I club would, or organization. That's true. And the, w- along with all the events that are going on and stuff like that, and like you just said, it's a good week in general just to be a little bit more aware and you know to re- either to reach out to some people who you know are going through a hard time or even just to have open ears for mm-hmm. people. Just... You know, with all the events and stuff like that, that's great. But at the end of the day, you know, it goes a long way by just, I don't know, just being more aware in general. <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure how else to say it. but No, I mean, I really like it. I was involved with it a lot my freshman year, mostly. My favorite part's hearing all of the people's experiences and getting to meet other students on campus who um, are very passionate about being open with their mental illness and helping others. And, you know... Especially in college, it's, it's hard to connect with other groups of people, especially mm-hmm. in your, you know, I'm a junior and you're a sophomore, especially now that you kind of have your group and what you do in your routine, it's hard to kind of get involved with those new groups, new friends of people, and it's a really good opportunity um, Well, yeah, you share, that. well, yeah, they share their experiences, and it's a, I mean, it's a two-way street, and, and you share yours, and honestly, it's, it, it, this week, it's good to be with like-minded people with all mm-hmm. these events and stuff like that, so... 
if you if you're interested in any of that, definitely check it out on campus. And if you're listening from different campuses around the country, you know, definitely, hopefully. yeah, hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely, you know, check out what you have going on around you. That yeah, is, that's what I would say about lots that. of opportunities and lots of new resources to um, become aware of on campus, which is always useful to have. Yeah, yeah, and that so kind of going and then in in, in transit with that. Going, transit. I don't know. I love another big, big. I'm a huge ACT guy. <laughs> huge <laughs> ACT guy. My score wasn't very good, but that's okay. <laughs> um, so, what we kind of wanted to talk about this week, or something that I wanted to, that something that I touched on in the last episode, is about having an ongoing and healthy conversation, not only with other people, but also with yourself. And to kind of to kind of explain that, I'll I'll share a little bit of experiences that I've kind of gone through with having that ongoing conversation and the importance of it. So last year, I would say around it was I guess it was when I went home for break when I when I went home for winter break, you know the the those long couple months. And I mentioned in the last episode how through the first semester I while at this while at one point it was the I mean it was the greatest semester couple months of my life I met my best friends and all that but at the same time just the change and this like just the social change and coming to college and all that all that comes with that you know it left me not in the best mental state you know I I was kind of off not off the rails but my priorities weren't straight so when I when I went home uh, I finally talked to my parents about it so that's I mean that that was really the first step for me in starting this this conversation was I opened like I opened up to my parents about it, told them what's going on. And what I realized became really important part of my process is not just having a conversation with your parents and it doesn't have to be your parents. It has to, it could be someone, one of your friends, one of your buddies, whatever. But it's honestly on on the other side of it, it's almost more important to have a conversation with your own self because you have you're the one who is <laughs> living with yourself constantly. I, my problem was I was in my own head for most of the most, most of the first semester. And I didn't, I I didn't address it really. I just never, I never addressed that I had a problem. I didn't want it. I wanted to admit that I had a problem to myself. That's why I never opened up about it It was because to my, like in, in my eyes, I didn't see that I had an issue that needed to be dealt with. But when I went home and I actually started talking to my parents I just kind of came to a consensus that all right, this is something that's not going away, and it's not it's not like a doctor's appointment where you go in for a year checkup and boom, I'm good for the year. You know what I mean? I never have to. I don't have to address this again. It's an ongoing conversation that you need to have with yourself, and kind of an example that whenever I was feeling what it, what if it was sad, lonely, want to go in the dark, like. <laughs> want to go in a hole bury myself and just sit in my room and not talk to anyone whenever i have those feelings for me in my own head i I don't like feeling that way so to get out of it i'm like okay i need to rationalize why i feel this way and a lot of times there really is no reason there's there might not be a reason why you feel like crap today why you really don't want to get out of bed but when you go through your own head and run through your mental checklist of things and events and problems that you have to deal with that could cause that feeling, having the like having the ability to pinpoint and recognize where those feelings are coming from allows you to address to address it. Because let's say I have a like I 
my my girlfriend cheats on me. And a week, like week later, I'm still feeling like crap, and you you figure out why, and then you're able to kind of cater your a response to it. And if and that that's the other thing. Once you have that conversation, there needs to be a response. It's not like okay, I have a problem. You I'm gonna go play video games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. It, it's not just it's not just talking about it. Half, like half of it is having a conversation with yourself, understanding what is going on and why why it's going on. Then you need to act on it. That, which is honestly the hardest part. I don't yeah. know. I think it's easy. I mean, I think a big part's like figuring out how you think of things. And, you know, I'm an English major and I think in terms of papers and books. And, I mean, this is such a like weird metaphor, but in my head it works. So I hope it makes sense. <laughs> but it's almost like writing a paper. Like you don't just type out all these things you think and just like whatever you want to say and that's the end of it. Like, no, you hunt down your sources and you. Mm-hmm. Like, lay it out in a way that makes sense, and you almost have to, like, deal with your eternal emotions that way. Like, you don't just say, like, oh, I feel X, Y, and Z, okay, submit, like, turning in my paper. Like, no, you have to say, like, well, why do I feel this way? Like, what are the reasons? How does it relate to this other thing? You know, it's it's an ongoing thing, and it's, it's not a process that can be one conversation because, I mean, usually it is so much deeper than that and it takes a lot of figuring out and you're not going to nail it on the head the first time you're sitting down and like internalizing no and it's something that honestly you have to practice like you're not going to be it's just like with any skill i mean practice makes perfect you have to be you have to have these uh, this conversation with yourself all the time like if sometimes if it's every day if it's every week every time you're feeling bad whatever you need to get into the habit of Mm -hmm. being able to identify what's going on and you, then you'll find through time you're going to get really good at it and you're going to get really good at addressing it. How you address it really depends on the situation. Yeah. But, and yourself too because, yeah. I mean, it's going to look – I mean, some people might just be able to sit and, like, literally talk to themselves. For some people it might be journaling. For some people it may be something involved with their faith, like praying or being mm-hmm. involved in their, like, spiritual aspects and things like that. One thing that a lot of my friends actually do is – and that I've actually started doing is meditating, oh, which sounds weird. Which like which sounds no, it, weird. No, it works for I know people who meditate. I can't do it. I think too much. I was talking. I was I was talking to my buddy the other day. He's he's like yeah. Literally, I I wake up. I what his routine is. You know, he gets he plays whatever he wants to play, some background music or whatever, and he spends like ten minutes just sitting down, internalizing and thinking through things i would fall asleep but to each their own yeah but whatever works for you yeah honestly so and another way that you know that kind of makes sense is talking to people Mm -hmm. which you know is harder for some people and whatever whatever point in the process that you're at it might not be that might not be an option which is which is okay but i don't know does that make sense no it definitely makes sense i think and that's kind of the aspect of, like, teach their own, and it, things are different for different people. I know for me personally, like, I get so much out of talking to others because yeah. the whole, like, Nate obviously talks to himself a lot and does a lot of that self-reflection. I really struggle with that because I tend to just spiral myself into a black hole. Like, I very much struggle, even though I gave that great research paper metaphor. Like, <laughs> it was a good metaphor. It was a good metaphor. I cannot do that. Like, I just, the way my brain works, like, it just doesn't work for me. I struggle so hard to to talk to myself and figure those things out. But talking with other people is what really works for me. And I think 
that is such a big part of dealing with your mental illness because it's kind of almost the next step. Like, once you taught yourself and become aware of the issues, once you can get it out and, like, formulate it and explain it to people, it helps so much. Um, I know for me, whenever I was in high school, I really tried to talk to people about, I mean, as soon as I started struggling, I think I talked about this in our first episode a little bit, Mm -hmm. maybe, but when I first started really struggling and becoming aware that there was something besides just the the average teenage angst going on in my little pea brain, um, (laughs) it's not a pea brain, but pea brain, um, I really started trying to talk to people about it, and you know, I at the time didn't realize it but I didn't really have many healthy friendships that yeah. you know were conducive to being able to talk about mental health because it's not just sitting down with a friend and just spewing all of your no. your your problems <laughs> because that's not going to get you anywhere it's it's not going to get them anywhere yeah, either it's not going to either it's up go like wow like I didn't yeah, want uh, this <laughs> yeah i mean for me like i mean like i said earlier the first step i mean you have to walk before you run you have mm-hmm. to figure out what's going on and why even to have then the next step is is having that conversation with i mean if if that's the way you want to go having that conversation with your with your friends and people that you trust but going going into that it's really 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 important in picking who you open up to because that's a pretty vulnerable part of your life mm-hmm. that at least at least for me that's a i mean it's a vulnerable part part of my life that I'm much more open about now mm-hmm. but Especially when I first started to talk to people, that that was really hard for me. So I really needed someone who I knew had my best interests at heart. It, it's when when you want to talk to someone about mental health, you want to make sure that it's not just talking at them. It's a conversation, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a back and it's a two way street. It's a back and forth thing. It's with someone that actually has your best interests at heart and wants to see you do better. Mm-hmm. I think recognizing that is hard, especially like when you are struggling with mental illness, you know, that can, that can block you from knowing. And especially new college student, like being new to college or just Mm -hmm. being in college in general, because you're put, because you do meet a ton of friends, but it takes a little longer to figure out who your, who your really, really true friends are. It's not just different people from your hometown. It's whole new groups of people and trying to figure out who your actual friends are because when it comes down to it, you can be really good friends with someone, but they're just not, they may care about you and care about your well, well-being, well but they might not know or have that, you know, emotional intelligence, which sounds rough, but it's true, to yeah. be able to help you. And I think it's, it's, it's a hard, long process, but it's very rewarding to kind of identify those friendships where you can talk to them and they are going to have a conversation with you and not just listen and say, oh, it'll get better, but like genuinely trying to help you and have that conversation continue because you know good friends may they're still going to check in on you like you're not just going to sit there and talk once and that's the end of it like they're going to check in on you but on on another note I think it's important and this is something that I really struggled with um, especially coming from high school to college is first identifying those friendships but two also making it a two-way street because Mm -hmm. especially in college a lot of people struggle with mental illness and you know yours may be worse than the others and you know, it may be a lot less than the others. And at the end of the day, like that doesn't really matter. We're all dealing with things. Yeah. Yeah, We're all dealing with things. And yes, you need to find those friends that you can rely on, but you need to be someone they can rely on as well. Um, you, it's very, very hard. And I'm speaking from experience to get wrapped up in your own 
head and your own issues and think like my life sucks yeah. like it can't be any worse it's hard but... to take a step back sometimes mm-hmm. and be like okay well what's going on with everyone else yeah because it's not just me you're <laughs> dealing with so much like you already have so much re- emotional responsibility for yourself that it is hard to take on the emotional responsibility for someone else yep. but that's part of being a good friend and being a good friend like that feeling and knowing that you're helping someone else can help you too which right. is it's it is genuinely like so satisfying because i've really recently like got into some really great friendships with people where we rely on each other for, you know, emotional care and we talk about it and it's a two-way conversation, two-way street, like we're both checking in on each other and talking and, you know, crying together and, you know, all that and it's, it is a great thing. Yeah, and with that being said, you know, when we talk about having, you know, being there for someone with someone and, you know, talking about your problems, we're not talking about someone who they, you know, they go to a party and then they call FaceTime you for three hours crying about the guy who... <laughs> Drunkenly crying who, about yeah, whatever. That's not what we're talking about. Because yeah. that, 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 that stuff annoys me. I think it annoys anyone. Yeah. But, you know, and a lot of it is... One of the hardest parts about even starting the conversation is okay how do i like how do i appro- like how do i approach this because that, that was that's what was going through my mind like when i told my parents i was walking down the grocery aisle <laughs> you know what i mean it, it it was the most random thing but it being able to initiate that conversation there's a time and a place that probably wasn't the time or place probably not in the middle of the dairy aisle yeah the no store. but yeah you know it's it's tough. There's a lot for me. There was a lot of buildup leading up to that because I'm like, all right, I'm gonna open up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. But and, and we were and then we were talking about this earlier. It's not a simple, you know, you telling your friend I have something going on and then be like, okay, what's wrong? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's I don't know. You I think you explained it better earlier. Yeah. It's just not. I mean, it's not easy. I know it's it's easy to just talk about it and be like, oh, talk to your friends, have good friendships. But it, I mean, it's not, and it's a lot of trial and error because. Lots. I mean, like I said, in high school, as I said, like, I don't know, five minutes ago, I didn't really have healthy friendships. I thought I did. I thought we were great friends, you know, but at the end of the day, when I did open up about these things, and I didn't really have to open up, I would come to high school just, like, bedraggled, crying, like a mess. Like, it, it didn't take a lot of opening up for people to be like, um, yeah, what's wrong with you? But, you know, it, it came down to realizing, like, these, you know, I've opened up and they know that I'm struggling and they're still just either ignoring it or I don't know how to put this in like the right words but and not like making fun of it or making a joke of it but obviously taking it really lightly not yeah not understanding the importance like when I'm like if I'm going to talk to you about what's going on with me I expect there to be some sort of seriousness (laughs) like seriousness like I'm not like I'm not joking with you like these are things that are actually going on like for me it was like putting me in situations they knew like I really struggled in high school not as much now well, a little bit, but in high school really struggled with a lot of social anxiety. And if I was in public anywhere or at parties and I was left alone, which I'm not saying I was trying to make it everyone's responsibility to take care of me, but like I really struggled at parties or large gatherings or like school events because I like would have panic attacks like really bad mm-hmm. because of my social anxiety and my friends would still be inviting me to places and then just like disappear off the face of the planet. Which like I said, I'm not saying like you have to make it other people's responsibility, but it's that lack of like awareness almost or mm. just not really taking it seriously and just yeah. thinking that like oh well they have a problem but like it's not that big of a deal like they can handle this or like things like that or you know I know friends who struggle with eating disorders and they've opened up to friends about it 
and it's like okay you think they're taking it seriously they're my best friends but then you know you're going out to eat and they're making very like insensitive comments or the way they talk or handle food in front of you can be very insensitive and it's like part of you is like part of me was constantly saying like oh like it's not their like issue like they shouldn't have to worry about it blah 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 but like it's 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 part of being a good good friend yeah it's that's just not a good situation but i mean uh, the other why the reason it's so important especially because it is trial it, it, it can be trial and error like just because the first person you reached out to didn't like you didn't get a good you, you didn't have a good experience with it or for some reason it didn't work out that doesn't mean you stop trying but it kind of highlights the point that you need like you need to be okay with yourself before you go and suck, start talking to people. Or halfway okay with yourself. Right. Because Enough to be able to handle exactly. the, the error part of the trial and error. Exactly. And once, and it's also once you kind of figure out yourself, then you know what to talk about and how to articulate how you're feeling, if that makes sense. You're, if you're not okay with yourself and you just, you're feeling sad and you just go up to your friends and be like, I'm sad. I'm like, but why? I'm like, I don't know. When you, but when you actually go back and you think about it and you do like like those conversations with yourself that I was talking about you kind of you you put words on paper in your mind of mm-hmm. what you want to say and then a big thing is when you actually when you externalize and when you put into words how you're feeling and why you're feeling that way that not only is that beneficial to whoever's listening mm-hmm. it's beneficial to you it's just, like opening up the floodgates yeah for me like you just kind of get like diary of the mouth and it's like you're letting it all out yeah that's yeah. true. And a lot of times hearing hearing what like hearing you speak about what's going on in your mind, I know that sounds weird, but to bring up an essay example again, <laughs> it's major. like reading it's like reading out it's like reading aloud your first your first draft or your mm-hmm. first essay or whatever it is and going back and once you hear once you hear the words out loud, you're like, mm-hmm. Okay, this is messed up or you're like, Okay, this doesn't sound right. That's not really what I mean, but this is kind of what I mean. There's so, so many people who like have I mean, there's tons of essays written on it, but there's a lot of people um, who talk about that, like how talking things out is so much easier to like find what's wrong, find the connections. Just whenever you're reading something over and over again or thinking about it over and over again, it's in your head and it's very hard for your, because you know the whole thing about like your brain skips over stuff or whatever when it's familiar with it. It's kind Mm -hmm. of that same concept. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's true. But I think it's kind of uh, going off, I guess, and we kind of touched on this, but with all this advice on like how to open up, you have to take that into account when other people are opening up to you because, yeah. you know, if someone comes to you and they're talking, you don't just say, okay, well, like me too. Like I totally understand. That's one of my biggest pet peeves. Oh, like, Not to I go totally on a understand. tangent, it's but like, whenever no. I'm like, oh, I deal with social anxiety and whenever I'm in like public settings, I have panic attacks and I feel like lonely and blah blah like et cetera et cetera et cetera and people are like oh my gosh like me too which is totally good to relate to someone but when that's like the end of the conversation i just want to throttle people yeah like oh like thank you for the help like wow it's like thanks for that thank (laughs) you that really solved it all or like when people whenever people are like oh you're depressed like just like be happy life is great like oh no shit no (laughs) thank you you cured my depression appreciate it (laughs) that is all i needed to hear but yeah it's good like you have to give good advice as as much as you want good advice if you want if you're looking for people to you know to really help you out and to give you useful feedback and just even just a shoulder to cry on you have you have to reciprocate and you have Mm -hmm. to do the same thing for them 
your problems might be bigger. You like you might be going through something that you feel is way worse than your buddy or your friend or whoever you're talking to is going through. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, that's not really what matters. And to it's them, not... that could be like the worst thing they've ever gone through. Yeah, you have. You just have no idea how pain is relative. Yeah, that's true. And pain is relative. So you just have to be not not overly sensitive to that, but you just have to understand that going in, like going into. Opening like opening up about yourself yeah. or just talking to people that you have to be there for them just as much as you want them to be there for you. I think having that like emotional intelligence, which is like a big thing that I always like talk about or like think about, is some people like can't. It's hard for them to open up. Like I mean, I'm not a quiet person. I talk all the time. So like right. for me, I start talking and I just I don't shut up. Obviously, but for people who don't know how to do that, I think when people like that try to open up to you. It, also part of being a good friend is kind of trying to like help them out or like almost tease it out of them a little bit because like if someone just sits down they're like oh i'm dealing with this be like, it, you don't on, just like, say tell okay me. Be like, come on yeah. tell me what's going on like you know, oh that, is that it sort of thing school is it work is it something with your family like yeah it's kind of the same thing for me because i'm a super social guy like mm-hmm. nobody and when i first kind of started talking about it with people they're like what like, I had no idea. You seem like the happiest guy ever. I'm like, yeah, well, that's the point. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's that's the whole point. But, you know, people, and that's another thing, people don't know a problem exists until you tell them. You know, people aren't mind readers. Right. It's when, very easy in college to hide things, too. Yeah, it is. Like, like going you out really can have like and yeah. partying. You, like, you really have no idea. You don't know that much of what's going on in other people's yeah. lives. Like, you, I mean... Yeah, people don't know a problem exists until you until you tell them that that's basically all it is. But. Yeah, and people deal with things in such different ways and present it differently, which is something I've learned coming to college with, like, growing up. Sorry, that's my glass dinging in the background. <laughs> um, gotta stay hydrated. But um, is, you know, some people, like, when they're struggling, like, bury themselves in work and they seem like the most involved, happy person. Some people covered up by going out and partying and they seem yeah. like you know the most social life of the party people things like that some people bury themselves in schoolwork and they're like oh my gosh you're so smart like you have such great grades blah 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 but like deep down like they're not okay and it takes a lot to be able to see that i yeah. mean obviously and it's not like you have to walk around constantly like analyzing your friends to no, make no, sure no. they're okay but i think it's more of like if like if someone was to come up to you or or even on the other end of it, if you're looking to talk to someone or one of your friends, just because it seems like they have everything put together, you might be surprised. Yeah. Well, I mean, you probably will be surprised, but yeah, when you're looking, like, I don't know. It, it can be very comforting, though, to those people who you think everything's okay, and then you realize it's not. And just looking around and realizing, like, just all knowing these that people it, you It's not just know. you. Yeah. It's not just you. Like, everyone... everyone Everyone goes through it to some extent, some greater than others. Right. But just because everyone looks like they're, just because your friends are getting good grades or your friends are having so much fun or he's got the hottest girlfriend or <laughs> or anything, that doesn't, it, that shouldn't be like your determiner for, okay, these, right. these people are fine. They don't, it's, it. it's just me. They're like, it's just me. No, yeah. it's not. It's not just you. It's comforting and it takes away the like isolation factor of. You know, oh my gosh, I'm the only one. Like, I'm a freak. This is, there's something wrong with me. Like, no. Like, trust me when we say, I mean, yeah. what? There's two of us sitting right here. <laughs> struggle. And looking at what, like, our social media and stuff, you wouldn't know it. But, yeah, you would have no idea, honestly. Um, but I guess segueing off that, since we're hitting the, oh my gosh, please shut up, guys, Mark. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can, I can feel that. Keep an eye out. We'll, we'll cut it off there, and then keep an eye out for our next episode, which should be out in about a week. 
where we're going to go more into social media mm-hmm. and things like that because obviously social media is such a big part of our generation and you know, like I just said, as a very subtle segue to our closing. <laughs> but yeah, we're we're gonna talk about like the pros and cons, just the stuff, how like how our perception of social media and how it's helped or hurt us. It can be a good and a bad thing. That's the yes, yeah. <laughs> it can be good yes. and bad. So yeah. And then um, make sure you keep an eye on our social media. We're gonna be posting a lot of information and resources and fun stuff for Mental Health Awareness Week because you know mental health—that's what we are all about. Um, And we will see you in a week for episode four. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) We're done, Finn. Come hit the off button.